Hi, I'm Adrian Maidment from the podcast I'm Also, where I talk to people with multiple careers, pursuits, and interests. My guest for this episode is Liz Davies. Liz is the general manager of Social Link, which is based at The Collective in Tauranga. Social Link's mission is to strengthen community organizations to build and empower the social sector and community sector. Kia ora, Liz. Kia ora, Adrian. Uh, I'll start with those. That seems pretty impressive. On a day-to-day level, what does that involve? A whole heap of things, really. One is we provide one-on-one support to community organisations, anything they want to know or need help with around the operations of their organisation. We uh, provide professional development, so to upskill and build their capability to deliver services. We also encourage organisations to work together, so we have a collaborative practice coordinator because we know if you work together you can achieve more than organisations working alone. So... Um, yeah, so we bring them together. We have a Māori engagement advisor, so that's looking at how we can best support kaupapa Māori providers. We undertake research to inform the sector. We undertake advocacy, so they have a voice on issues that are important to them. And we've got a community insights lab, which is really awesome to help organisations better use their own data to help with decision making. And of course, the collective, which is an awesome facility for not-for-profits. And again, it's all about collaboration, how we can better work together in the one building. So yeah, that's that's sort of social link. Mm, how did it start? Did someone just realise there was a sort of a gap in the in the market? And the mo- yeah, I think it was the social and community sector said they wanted an organisation that would help connect them and empower them. So we're sort of like the Chamber of Commerce is for business. Oh, yeah. We're it for um, the social and community sector. Yeah. Oh. And who are some of the people you work with? Yeah, well, we we estimate there's about. 225 social yeah. service providers in the Western Bay of Plenty. So we'd work with a whole range of them, just off the top of my head. Um, Tauranga Living Without Violence, Tauranga Community Housing Trust. Who else have we got? Oh, there's just, there's so many organisations. There's Hamna Clinic. Um, so it's really broad, alcohol yeah. and drug, family yeah. violence, uh, disability. So yeah. Momenta is a disability provider. Family services, Fano services, child services. So, yeah, it's a yeah. really broad sector, yeah. yeah. It kind of sounds like there's a lot going on because I, I had a quote in my research. It was from Sun Live, just about, you know, Tauranga, and you sort of people think it's all lovely. All right, yeah. And you said, Tauranga is often perceived as a prosperous, as prosperous, which masks significant pockets of poverty and means the city's often overlooked when it comes to funding for social services. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the deprivation and need is quite hidden for a lot of people if you don't sort of work in the sector. And I think Wellington, all they see is that, that you know, the wealthy Waikato farmers retiring into Tauranga, the lovely beaches and climate. So they're not seeing the likes of significant deprivation that some people experience here. And as a result... I do think we do miss out on some funding yeah. and resources. Tairawhiti and Northland are generally regarded as probably most deprived areas. Yeah. Eastern Bay are plenty. Yeah. So I think more resources, which they need, but so do we. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like, I mean, just the cost of everything's for one angle, oh, isn't it? Housing's just such a huge issue. And uh, I mean, we've got some of the worst child abuse rates in the country, which I don't think a lot of people are aware of. So... Um, so we and we've got significant family violence issues that are higher than in other areas as well. So yeah, we've we've got some 
serious issues happening in that for some in our community. Is there a, what's, what's a positive story? Yeah, that, yeah what's a positive give, story? What's, what's uh, someone, someone that's sort of put the work in and then... Uh... Oh, you should see the work that um, social sector do. I mean, there's one group, Live For More, and they use surfing as a therapeutic tool oh, yes. for young people at risk. There's another that use dirt bikes. The, you know, the amount of... Uh, the difference social services make to people's lives is amazing. So in that case, it's young people at risk and really turning around a lot of their lives. Yeah. So they do amazing work and... Um, I think they're often hidden, yep. but if we were to disappear, if they were to disappear tomorrow, the community would notice it pretty darn quickly. Yeah, yeah. and how did you get involved in the, in the sector? So my background is social work. Yeah. So I've worked in um, adolescent health, mental health, child protection around Australia, England. And then I worked in local government and public health and then heard this organisation was looking. So I'm the first general manager here. And um, I just really love the idea of an organisation that helps and serves the social and community sector so they can do the best jobs that they can do and how we can best support our communities. Yeah, so it's a normal day for you here then? Not a lot of normal days, which is pretty cool. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, often it's meeting with social sector organisations, people who are delivering services to the sector. Yeah, it's it's quite varied, writing reports at the moment, been writing lots of funding applications to get... To get money, um, just in a board meeting for uh, an organisation. So yeah, it can be quite varied, but always engaging um, with the sector and with our stakeholders, and which and always looking at can we do things better? Yeah. Because yeah. I read on your other, you worked for the World Health Organisation as well, was it? Yeah, yeah. When I was um, in Melbourne, I worked for the Centre for Adolescent Health, and I got seconded to World Health Organisation working in the Solomon Islands and in um, Manila. It was, Solomon Islands was just amazing. So uh, I was there a number of times and the first time was developing a youth policy. So yeah, it was oh, amazing country, amazing people. And I learned so much about, yeah, about Solomon Islands. And um, I was there when the coup ha- was about to happen. So that was um it was pretty pretty scary, but it was absolute from an anthropological point of view. It was it was absolutely fascinating to, and very very sad for Solomon Islands. Yeah. I mean, I think they're only just sort of recovering. That was yeah. you know probably near twenty years ago. But just understanding the dynamics of a complex culture. Yeah. And you studied in Melbourne as. I did a master's, masters. yes. Yeah, so I did my bachelor's in Massey Uni, yeah. um, and then my master's in uh, La Trobe Uni in Melbourne. Yeah. You just, you just thought that was looked like the course to do? Uh, no, I moved after I did my bachelor's yeah. degree. I moved to Melbourne. You know, I wanted to do the old, you oh, do yeah. your degree, do yeah. your travel. I didn't have a lot of money, so I yeah. thought I'd start in Melbourne. My sister was there. Yeah. And then I moved on and travelled overseas, but went back to Melbourne. I, yeah, Melbourne's a lovely city. My sister's still there. Yeah, I once lived there. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, where? Um, in the St Kilda area. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in. Ba- I trip went everywhere, but I was in Balaclava and Elston. Oh, yeah. Middle oh, Park. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, it's a very cool city. But sort of came back, but nah. Had a little little child, and so thought I'll be. My parents um, retired here, so thought oh, time to come back to um, to New Zealand. What's a big change you'd like to see made? Eliminate poverty. Yep. Yep. I think that would have a massive impact on um, on people's quality of life and subsequently impact on demand for services, social yeah. services, oh, and 
Oh, housing, of course. Yeah, housing's a... Oh, it's just driving so much. Oh, poverty. So what's the key? What do you need to do first for the actual practical? What do you recommend? What I recommend is there was a, no, a few years ago, there was a welfare expert advisory group that was set up yeah. with a whole number of recommendations about how to eliminate poverty. Yeah. Most of those have not been yeah. implemented. Have sure, they implemented those? Yep. Yeah. So those would be, um, that, would, that would address um, most of those issues. The housing one is unbelievably complex. And, you know, you just can't magic up houses. But, you know, tiny homes, I think we need to be thinking a lot more laterally about... Um, about how we can get people housed, yeah. Build up. Maybe. Build up, yeah, definitely, definitely. We've yeah. got to intensify. I think New Zealand, yeah. we still have that problem of, well, maybe apartments don't, they don't have a favourable um, view for some people maybe, I think, as well. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, there's been some bad examples, yeah. which certainly, I think a lot of people have this image of these horrible tenement buildings, mm. um, but they don't have to be, and that's, that's the key, though, is that they... Build them well, and there's a lot of amenity for people, you know, green areas, close to public transport and shops and schools and so on. Mm. So do you, do you talk to the council a lot about what your, your sort of visions are? Uh, yeah, we, we always do submissions, and we're always having regular conversations with yeah. them. I used to work at Western Bay Council, oh, yes. so I know them quite well. So, yeah, always regular conversations with the the commissioners or the councillors and, and staff and um, formal opportunities to submit and, you know, the views of the social sector and, and often the people who often aren't, people uh, councils don't hear from, you know, which are often vulnerable, disadvantaged people. Mm. So how long would it take to get a good idea through? So you've got a good idea that everyone likes and you go, take it, you take it to council and then... Yeah. Does it do you have to like sit by your phone for five years or something? Or what? I suppose it depends on the idea, yeah. doesn't it? Um, uh, I mean, it can take a long. Yeah, it really, so depends on what it is that you're trying to yeah. push through. But um, I suppose that they're a bureaucracy; they, yeah. they tend not to operate quickly. Um, so, do you think sort of some of the social problems are they similar to other countries? Do we have anything in particular that's sort of our big issue? Oh, I think there's probably fairly similar issues. I think. Maybe one thing uh, is colonisation. The impact of colonisation yeah. on Māori um, is, a, is a really significant factor in yeah. why we see Māori not doing as well in schools, the health outcomes, mortality and all those sorts of things. So that, I mean, I know other countries have had colonisation as well, but I suppose how, how that's all played out is quite different. So I think that's had a massive impact on the social issues that we see here in, um, in Aotearoa. Mm. That would be distinct from other other countries. Every country has poverty, has mm. housing issues, has disability. You know, a whole heap of heap of issues. Our family violence, child abuse. You know, um, but yeah, I think that's probably something that's sort of unique to New Zealand. Yeah, how how colonisation has impacted. Mm. Is there um, like social link? Other regions have the same sort of setup. There's about forty similar type organisations yeah. across Aotearoa, not not everywhere, um, and they all operate quite differently. Yeah. Um, we're one of the larger ones. Great support from our local philanthropic funders, in particular, so we're incredibly. Oh yeah, who who's does who's the big funders? Tech, um, Bay Trust, Acorn, um, also lotteries, and we do um, get money, a bit of money from councils, but predominantly. The philanthropics, we're really lucky here. They're very progressive. And the, the big organisations, like Acorn, they've got... I read there how much money they have available. I was like, ooh. 
Another smaller one. Yes, so yeah, and, and with tech, if the changes go ahead as as proposed, that's gonna quad, you know almost triple the amount of money that they'll be able to. What's happening with that exactly? They're waiting on the court hearings in November. Yeah, and if it goes through, Just, what's that going through? So that's um, it, to the, their proposed changes to the tech trust, the structure of the of yeah. the trust. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I mean, lots of letters all the time about. Oh, you a trust power customer, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Do, so, I, do I agree with this? And it's like, okay, because, well, yeah, trust power, of course, have changed, um, uh, are selling off a significant part of the year, um, and that, that which triggered the need for tech to make changes to the trust. So money will still be going to the consumers uh, or the customers of um, trust power. But significant more amount of money will be going to to community organisations to improve the community for everyone here oh, in Tauranga Moana. Oh, that's okay. I understand it better now. Yeah, is it confusing? Yeah, people can get it confused. Trust power and tech. So it's a good thing, potentially. I, I, I mean, I think um, people who are customers are getting a good deal. And I think the community um, are getting a good deal for the amount of money that will be able to be invested into Tauranga Moana. Long term. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I think it's a win-win. Okay, plug a product time. Oh, yeah. So this is you get to promote something. My plug a product segment. Yeah. Something you, oh. it could be your organisation or another community organisation or a, an idea. Oh, there's just so many amazing social service providers out there. Oh, I couldn't select one um, but they just all do such awesome work and it's often really invisible yeah. so unless something happens to you or a family member or a friend you often have no idea of all these services that exist to try and help people with a whole range of concerns so my plug is I, I think they're often not valued because they're invisible and mm-hmm. I think that's a real shame and they they really um, are hugely valuable to our communities, and I'd love it that people were more aware of them and supported them, whether it's volunteering or donating. You know, and I think also maybe having tolerance. People, there's people are different, and people have a whole heap of different issues. And I think sometimes people are quick to judge. You know, someone on the street who's mm-hmm. homeless and why they might be there. So I think. I'd love to see people be, to- and I know a lot of people do, tolerate, but I also know that sometimes they abuse people and mm. without knowing people's circumstances. And I think almost everyone, there's two to three steps from, they could be destitute too, you know, illness, divorce, sickness, lose your job, those sort of things happen. I think most people would be... Um, COVID's now sort of... COVID, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I think not just tolerate, but be kind. I know it's a bit of an overused mm. word at the moment, but yeah. And we'll maybe mention your website, social, socialink.co.nz? Um, dot org. Dot org, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Socialink.org. So, um, uh, anything, we have a huge amount of resources on there for um, community organisations. So anything you want to know about running, and we've also got a directory of services. So if you want to access services, you can just go to that directory. Yeah, we'd love it if you came and visited and had a look around. Let's finish on a positive. What's, yes. a, what's a positive? We can... What's a positive? Um, 
the sun's shining finally sun, after yeah, a week. So we are wearing our masks still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, there's some... Oh, I wish we had more of the good stories, eh? Yeah. Rather than the bad stories all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that would be nice because there is so much good stuff happening. Yeah. Um, but we often don't hear about it. And it's, yeah, you sort of get filled with all this other negative stuff. But, yeah, there is amazing stuff going on in our communities. Well, that's probably a good point to finish. Yeah, thank okay. You, well, thank you so much, Adrian. Thank you very much. Bye, everyone. <laughs> I hope it was of interest.